and welcome to the Creative Cast. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. This is episode 20. Wow. Just wanted to say a special thank you to everyone for all the messages and the DMs I got about last week's episode with my good friend Elena Frederick. We had an absolute blast doing that episode, if you couldn't tell. And I'll be bringing Elena back for other episodes in the future. Now, today's episode, like I said last week, we're going to be talking all things podcast, metrics, analytics, data, whatever word you want to use, which ones we should be looking at, what's the difference between IAB and unique, and all the other things, and what does it mean? You know, because whenever you sign up for a podcast host, you've got all this data there under the stats, and you're like, that's great. But what does it mean? And how do I use it? And should I use it? So as I've said many times before, podcasting is a long-term game. Looking at data on the short side of things is not really going to tell you a lot of information. You really want to look at it over time, like maybe over the month or two months, or even maybe over the quarter to see what's kind of happening. Now, podcast analytics are the foundation of big growth decisions. Building an audience, increasing the number of downloads, and and creating a successful podcast all hinge on understanding that data. Metrics or analytics that's related to high-performing episodes, those around listener demographics, all provide some really powerful insight about what's going on. Now, I would love to say that all the analytics that come from podcasting is all nice and pretty, like your website, your Google Analytics, or even your email marketing analytics you'll see on whether it's MailChimp or ConvertKit or Infusionsoft or whatever email marketing software that you're using. It's not as nice as that because the decentralization of podcasting creates a problem. As podcasters, we need to look at the numbers across every listening platform from Spotify to Podaddict to really get a better view of how each episode is doing. Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Captivate, and many other podcast hosting platforms because there are a ton of them out there. Those three that I mentioned, those are my top three with Libsyn being the absolute top one. And I'll get into a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show. But each one of them has created a main dashboard, if you will, to display that data. Depending on which host that you're using, it's going to look very, very different, but it's all going to have that same basic information. And it's easier than ever before to access the full picture or how an episode is doing. This is just the beginning because you have all that information. You're like, okay, great. There's all these numbers and this and that and the other thing. But what does it mean? And how can I utilize it to make better decisions for my my podcast, my business? Because for most people, podcast is an extension of their business or it is their business themselves, right? But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about one thing when it comes to utilizing data in decision making. I tell all my clients, when you're looking at the data, look at it for what it is. Don't make decisions based on feelings. If you are wanting to know 
what your audience is wanting, you can look at the data and it's going to tell you. You could also go directly to the source, your audience, and say, hey, what do you want to hear about on the show? What kind of things do you like? Do you like my solo episodes better? Do you like the co-hosted episodes better? What are some of these things that you would like as the listener of my content? So don't make, and this goes for all business across the board. Don't make your decisions based on your feelings. Probably my Enneagram 8 coming out. You have been warned. (laughs) But you need to look at what that data is telling you and examine it over time. You can't just look at the one day and say, gosh, this episode sucks. Maybe there was something going on in the news that day. If it was last week, there was big things going on. Maybe people weren't listening to podcasts. Maybe this week is a little bit better. Kids were going back to school. Maybe your podcast on motherhood is not being listened to because moms were busy getting their kids back into school. But maybe this week is a better week. So that's why you need to look at it over time. Now, the world of podcast analytics is still really in its infancy. And with that comes the need to educate podcasters on how the numbers are calculated. Where do they come from? Because ultimately, your goal is to use your podcast analytics to discover new audiences and create more content that your audience is going to love. You can sit there and say, I think this is going to be the best possible content in the world, but your audience is going to go, no, it sucks. Now, when you first launch your podcast, you kind of have to make some decisions based on what kind of what you're feeling and what you're thinking and those kinds of things because you don't necessarily have an audience yet. Most new podcasters, they don't have an audience yet. So you kind of have to do your research and things like that and or put some educated guesses together and then make those decisions. So let's talk about where to access the numbers and how to use this information to grow your podcast. Inside every podcast host dashboard, you're going to be able to access plenty of statistics, data, metrics, whatever word you want to use to learn more about your audience and what the trends are there. Now, each one is a little bit different. They're not always going to be the same, but they're going to give you the same basic information. Let's talk about, you know, where do you find these data points? What does it mean? How can it help you gain followers, more listens, more downloads? And how to build a truly loyal fan base. I mentioned this at the beginning, but one of the main questions that I get when it comes to statistics and podcast hosts is, which one should I use? Well, any client that's ever worked with me, you know which my number one favorite is. It is Libsyn. It's been around since the OG days of podcasting back in like 2005, 2006. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles that some of the other ones do, but it's been around forever. It's always consistent and it's pretty inexpensive. So, but if you want something with a little bit more bells and whistles, you're going to want to check out Buzzsprout. They are awesome. I have several clients that are currently using Buzzsprout and they give really good stats. And then there's also Captivate. Now, Captivate is a relatively newer podcast host. They're doing some really, really cool things. They're based out of the UK and Mark and his team at Rebel Base Media is doing a fabulous job with growing Captivate. It really is a very good system. And it's based off of your downloads, not 
the storage per month. So depends on what your criteria or for your podcast hosts. Those are my top three. I'll put them in the show notes so that you can access later. Now, one of the other things that I really get a lot of questions, hey, Tammy, what's the difference between IAB and unique stats? First of all, IAB stands for Interactive Advertising Bureau. Now they are an organization that with the help of companies like Libsyn and Buzzsprout and Captivate and Castos and Blueberry and all the various other ones that are out there, they developed a series of standards that define what a download is. Because SoundCloud may have one and Libsyn may have one. And so there was no consistency within the market for when sponsors said, well, how many downloads do you get per episode? So they created these standards and they have consistent filters and measurement practices that are particularly helpful when an advertiser is looking at a podcast for advertising, sponsorships, things like that. And then uniques are just, there's no standard. It's just file request was made and the download happened. Basically, the bottom line with this is if you were seeking out a sponsorship, you're going to want to use your IAB stats. Libsyn gives you both. That's one of the reasons I love Libsyn. They'll give you IAB and they'll give you the uniques. So you have to check with your podcast host as to which ones they are giving you. Now, the uniques... I like because it makes it a little bit easier to do your comparisons and trend analysis. One of the main stats that everybody is focused on is how many downloads did I get? How many people listen to my show? The total listeners or total downloads, they represent the total number of people who have pressed play or downloaded an episode over the lifespan of your podcast. Now you can really drill down on by how many did you get per day on a specific day? Or how many did you get that week? Or how many did you get that month? Or you've been doing podcasting a while and you go, well, how did summer of 2019 do as opposed to summer of 2021? Because the summer of 2020 was vastly, was just an outlier. So that's where your podcasting stat reporting is very important. You can kind of drill down and look at these things. On the graph, it's going to show you spikes on particular dates. Those spikes are generally going to be when your podcast drops. And on many platforms, you can even filter by, like I said, by specific date ranges for more detail. And you're going to utilize this information to figure out where your audience listening preferences are. Do your listeners listen to the day you drop a new episode? Are the listens... The, the total number of listens remain consistent after making a change to the podcast for, format? Are your listeners steadily increasing or steadily decreasing since your launch day? By looking and analyzing that information, it's going to tell you a lot about what's going on in your podcast. If your listeners are steadily decreasing, there's something going on that you need to identify. Is it audio quality? Is it your mic? Is it there's a lot of extra background noise? Is it the content? Is it the guest that you have? There's lots of different things that you kind of drill down and see, or you can always ask your audience for that information. Now, you also want to look at the total listens per episode. Top episodes is a ranking of all published episodes by total listens. And that count is calculated by the number of times a play button was pressed across every podcast directory where your podcast is listed. 
So that would be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. I mean, there's countless podcast directories out there. So whatever one you got your podcast on or is being picked up through your Apple feed, those numbers are going to be different depending on what platform they're listening to. The key thing with this particular KPI or key performance indicator is the total listens provided insight into the audience's behavior, their listening behavior, because it counts a new listen every time somebody presses play. If your total listens are higher, it could mean that people are listening to the same episodes more than once, or maybe they're starting a new episode and they're finishing it later. This particular metric helps you make future content decisions. Is your audience engaging more with certain topics compared to others? Is there a common thread between the lowest performing episodes that maybe you can remove in the future? So let's just say you are doing, you have your podcast, you do a a motherhood podcast, and you are talking about baby toys. Now, if the majority of your audience is not in the baby area, that episode is probably not going to do very well. By looking at the stats, it's going to show you that. People are just not going to be listening to that. Therefore, by looking at it, you're going, okay, I'm not going to do shows about baby toys anymore because my audience has older children. The other thing you want to look at is listening methods. Now, listening methods is basically the stat that shows where your audience is tuning into. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the different ones. And so then they're usually broken out by browser. So if people are listening to your show via Apple Podcasts through the app, it's going to showcase that as opposed to just listening to it straight on the website because you're all putting your show notes on your own website, right? Talked about that two shows ago. It's very, very important, y'all, especially with the changes in Google. But you want to make sure that you're having it there, that's also going to show up in your stats. How many people are going to your website? How many people are utilizing their show notes? So you're going to want to look at what the total number of listens in the last 90 days and look at your top 10 episodes. What are people coming to your podcast for? Why are they listening? What are going to be those top top 10 episodes, that pillar content? That is going to be the topics that you're going to want to really focus on. And if you have interviews, those are the types of guests that you're going to want to have on the show. In most podcast host software for your dashboard, you can update the data by specific date ranges. So if you want to know how did my episode do May 1st through May 31st, you can do that. And then you can determine if people are using Apple, PC, Android, via the desktop or mobile devices to listen to your show. And so it's going to compile data from Apple Podcast Analytics, browsers like Google, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher, and tons more. Now, while it's important to list a show across as many platforms as possible, you want to use the, these specific analytics of where they're listening to determine which listening platforms and devices your audience prefers. Usually... It's going to be Apple. It's going to be Spotify. It's probably going to be a web-based player. Are you seeing a lot in Chrome? If that's the case, then there's the question that I would ask, hey, is there an opportunity here to add maybe some other resources or provide the transcriptions, which you should already be doing already, 
to enrich their listening experience. Maybe there's a lot of activity coming from Stitcher. Maybe you want to look at to see if you qualify for their advertising revenue sharing program to start earning money from each episode. You know, is the majority of your audience coming from iPhone? Is it coming from Android? All of this may make sense to update your call to action to list Android-specific apps instead of only promoting a subscribe link to Apple Podcasts. So that's kind of where some of these things are going to fall into place. Let's talk about Spotify podcast analytics specifically because Spotify is having some major growth right now. They are really growing their industry position. And as a result of that, more users are coming or consuming podcasts on their platform. If you're looking at your stats and the total listeners per episode and it's, you know, Spotify is consistently saying up there, what you're you're going to want to do, you want to go over to Spotify directly. And it's important to remember that listening platforms have different user demographics as well. So for example, over on Spotify, their user base are approximately 29, 30% of them are millennials. You know, so if, if you're catering to an older age bracket, which is totally fine, you are probably going to see less engagement from Spotify. Don't freak out because their user base is not comprised of your ideal listener. Another important stat I want you to look at, and I think a lot of people overlook this one, is geographic. The geographic podcast stats. And every podcast host dashboard has this particular stat. And so this basically represents where in the world your listeners are located. Now, this is really important one to track because when you're looking at monetization opportunities, if you're considering hosting maybe live events, you're going to want to start with the cities of where the majority of your listeners live. Maybe you're thinking about pitching a local brand for a sponsorship opportunity. You can show them how many people in their target cities tune into your podcast to highlight your value. Like I said, all these stats are so important to growing your podcast, getting new listeners, and even growing your monetization efforts. Now, let's talk about unique listeners and subscribers because there's been some different, there's been a lot of things where a subscriber used to mean one thing and now it means something totally different. So your unique listeners represent the number of individual people that have pressed play on your episode. This number is different than total listens because that removes multiple plays by the same person. So this provides a more accurate indicator of the number of people who are engaged with an episode as opposed to the number of times the play button was pressed. So if you're comparing your unique listeners to your total listens per episode, that is a really useful ratio to further understand your audience's engagement. So if you're looking at that and you're noticing, hey, this episode has twice as many total listens than unique listeners, that could possibly mean that your audience consumed that more than once or perhaps started it and finished it later. So if you publish an episode that maybe is a little bit different than your typical format, you may want to use this ratio to see if users change their listening habits. Now, one metric that I absolutely love, most podcast hosts do not give it to you, but you can easily get it from a website called podtrack.com. That's P-O-D-T-R-A-C. 
I'll put it in the show notes for you and you could actually get what your, the number of people who are listening to your show and they'll give you two stats. They'll give you the a global one. So all the geographic locations, approximately how many people are there. And then it'll also give you, if you're based in the US, it'll also give you that or whatever your home country is. Now, I use that for every single one of my clients. While the podcast host that they choose gives lots of information, websites like Chartable and PodTrack provide a little bit more. Like Chartable, you could actually go in and it'll look at, hey, has there been any new reviews on Apple? It'll also list like where you are within the charts. You know, are you listed in the alternative medicine chart on Apple Podcasts for Canada? Um, it's going to tell you a lot more specific information. It's still going to give you the number of downloads and all those kinds of things, but it just adds another layer of information that you may want to utilize if you're really analyzing your stats. Now, I use it because that's a tool that I use to help my clients grow their podcasts. The one additional thing I wanted to talk about with the additional Spotify podcast analytics is they provide four main podcast stats about the show overall, and it lets you drill down into the individual episode performance. So it gives you the number of starts, total streams, and that's basically how many times someone has pressed play and played it at least 60 seconds. What the total unique listeners are, what your total follower count is. So Spotify, that is gonna be the people who subscribe to your podcast. That is not the people, if you if you are utilizing the Spotify monetization where you have subscribers, so basically a Patreon thing for Spotify, that's not the same thing. This is just the people who have subscribed to your RSS feed. Spotify automatically downloads a new episode. So this number doesn't accurately reflect how many of your followers have played an episode. But it does give you a kind of idea of how many, approximately how many people are listening to your show on Spotify. Now the other real cool stat that Spotify gives you is individual episode performance. And you can drill down into each episode by looking where you can look at the average time users spent listening to it and the percent of users who listen to 25, 50, 75% of an episode. This could be very handy if you're looking at, should I put my call to action in the beginning? Should I put my call to action at the end? So if somebody's only making it 50% through your episode, Spotify's telling you this, you may want to move your call to action to the beginning. And some of this behavior just depends on the audience that you're catering to, what they're looking for, that kind of thing. But that is a really good stat to look at, especially if you're wondering, are people actually listening? You know, what, what is my retention rate? So if you're looking at your stats in your podcast host and you're noticing a lot of activity, you really should go over to Spotify, log into your Spotify podcast dashboard, and do a deeper dive taking a look at those specific stats. Because with more information about your audience's gender, age breakdown, average listening time, it's going to paint a bigger picture of your fan base. By utilizing that information as well as your podcast host information, when you take that information and you analyze both sets of data, you're going to be steps ahead of your competition on that because most people just don't do that. They don't look at the numbers. Now, I don't want you to live and die by the numbers either. Okay. So let's remember that. 
I know for some people, they just check the numbers every day or multiple times a day. I don't necessarily want you to do that. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out is the Apple Podcast Analytics. Now, like Spotify, they have the data visualization tool in over at Apple Podcast Connect, and you can log in with your Apple ID that you signed up with, or if you had someone do this for you, whatever they signed up with. So the Apple Analytics lets you view actionable insights of your show's performance and how listeners are consuming your show. So like I said, you go over to Apple Podcast Connect, log in, select Podcast Analytics, and it's going to show you all the detailed information about how your show is performing on Apple Podcasts. Now, Apple Podcasts still has the majority of the market. Spotify is catching up, and Facebook is coming on the scene. It's still Apple right now. Apple is still king right now. And with their analytics, it's going to tell you, you can really learn a lot about your show and the episode. How many people are listening to each episode? Are they skipping your intros or your ads? Where are they coming from? What part of an episode do they find more interesting? And how your show and episodes perform over time. So, and again, keep in mind that the Apple Podcast Analytics only applies to your show's performance on Apple Podcasts. But that includes iPhone, iPads, Macs, Apple TVs, whatever device your audience is utilizing. And so that's talking about a lot of people. But it's not going to include... Anybody that listens, whether it's on your podcast website, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any of the other directories. So if you really want the big total picture, utilize your podcast hosting service, whatever, Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Captivate, whatever one you're using. So doing your podcast as a passion project to grow your ministry, or if even it's one of the main focus of your business... Understanding the basics of the analytics is really essential. And it's not just looking at the numbers going, are we going up, are we going down? You gotta ask some really specific questions about these things. Now, many podcast host platforms offer different stats. And of course, you can track these things in PodTrack and Chartable and tons of different websites out there that can do this. But the main thing is this. If your goal is to create a successful podcast and whatever that means for you and your definition of that, it's going to become easier to achieve when you understand who your audience is, where they're consuming your content from, and what is their listening behavior. Now, of course, I've talked a lot about stats today. One thing that popped up recently, and if you saw on my Instagram, there was all kind of information about some of the changes that are happening for Google Podcasts. I think it goes into effect September 21st. And there's a number of different things. Most of these changes you can all manage through your podcast host. The most important thing is now you have to have a link to an external site. This is one of the reasons why I said it's so important to have an actual website for your podcast whether it's a landing page on your website or a very specific website dedicated just to the podcast. You're going to want to do that. Otherwise, your show's not going to be coming up in Apple Podcast directories. So if you have any specific questions about that, please feel free to email me at support at TammyMuntingCreative.com and I will get all the information out to you. If you are one of my clients, 
and you have not received an email from me by the airing of this episode, you were good to go. <laughs> Just want to say that I got a lot of comments from clients when we posted that. 99% of you are good to go. You've got all those things. Now, if for some reason that you don't, you may want to go and look at that information and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. If you're listening to this and you're just kind of in the dreaming phase of launching your podcast, don't panic about any of this stuff. Because if you're feeling like you're intimidated about all the steps and now the stats and all these things, friend, do not worry. I gotcha. I gotcha. There's a free resource for you. Go over to the website, TammyMunsonCreative.com. Sign up for the email list and you will automatically get the six steps to launching your podcast. It's got everything you need to know. I mean, everything you need to know on how to launch your podcast. Everybody has a story to tell y'all and it's time to share yours. So if you, again, you want more information, go over to TammyMunsonCreative.com. Sign up for the email list which you'll also get show notes and lots of other really great information. And then you'll get the free six steps. Now, ladies, I believe in you. Y'all are my heroes. I believe in experience and production fatigue and intimidating tech should not hold you back. So let's walk through this journey together to spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message. I hope that you have a great day and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.